0: The following is a Joel Mahalik production. The following episode of the Joel Mahalik show takes place between 8 p.m. and 9 p.m. And welcome to another great, amazing, beautiful episode of the Joel Mahalik Show Featuring the lovely Sharon I'm Joel Mahalik and right here is the beautiful, lovely Sharon The
1: Sha- lovely Sharon Sharon, Sharon. No
0: <laughs> say, well, it right, it used, it, say it right or don't say it at all Well, it used, the way you spelled it before it used to be Sharon Now it's Sharon It's not It's not Sharon <laughs> Okay. <laughs> wow. So welcome to the podcast. I was just going to say,
1: so welcome to the podcast, This everyone. is
0: episode... This one,
1: is episode 101.
0: No, it's 100 and and, and... and how you get a hold of us is on the web at <laughs> www.jmtalk.net. I don't know if it's 102, 103, or 104, to be honest with what? you. What? I yeah. thought it was
1: 102. I guess after
0: you hit show 100, you start getting dementia. Yeah. I don't know. Well, <laughs> yeah www.jmtalk.net that's the website you can also and you can go there and you can subscribe We're on every major player two people subscribed today What's the matter? I hear this deep rumbling That car across the street?
1: And maybe that's it. I thought it was Molly. Snoring? Yeah.
0: It could have been that too, right, Molly? I was like, whoa. Well, her eyes just twitched, so she's
1: all right.
0: www.jmtalk.net is the website. Two people subscribed today. So you have to go there and subscribe because we're everywhere.
1: You mean 200?
0: Two. (laughs) 202? Full transparency, man. (laughs) Two people. I know. Subscribe on every major player, and uh, it's a great show.
1: Yeah, it is. We
0: have five stars. If
1: I should say so myself, which I do.
0: My, I mean, we're we're we we one minute and fifty-seven seconds in. And my throat is like, bleh. wow. So, tell um, your throat to
1: get its to act together because <laughs> we can't be having none of that.
0: TikTok and Facebook at JM Talk and <laughs> Instagram and Twitter at JM Talk Radio. So that's how you reach out to us all over TikTok. The place. You said TikTok.
1: You said TikTok.
0: TikTok. I haven't done a TikTok in a while.
1: You should do a TikTok.
0: It's a time thing, you know.
1: No. Yes, it is. It's no, a time it's thing. Not. It
0: is a time thing.
1: I see you every day, all um, day, well, okay, and you're not, not doing it. First of all, it's not every thing. day,
0: all day. But yes, every day I do get on there and I look at the videos. But yes, doing, well, doing some of the videos that we talked about doing, neither one of us have had time to shoot them. You know? Right. So, yes, I realize we need content. I do realize that, and and we'll get there. But, we will. <clears throat> and So, um, breaking news, and I wish I had a sound effects thing. I got like a breaking news Psh. thing. This is breaking news. Oh. Big Brother's back.
1: I know I'm so over the moon excited.
0: Really? Because I want to talk about uh, this for a second. You know, I was yeah, not very talk. excited about last night's premiere episode. Why? I don't know, but I it just wasn't.
1: You know I what don't, it is. I'll you're going to you say there was no is. audience. No, absolutely not. It is the fact that it's all stars, and it's not the regular 16 Maybe. people that we've Picture never seen people? before. Right, yeah. But let's Um, talk about
0: the All-Stars for a second. Okay. Because I I, I had a theory today I wanted to talk to you about. Okay. You're very upset that Paul did not come back. I
1: am very upset Paul didn't come back.
0: Right. And so here's, excuse me, folks. Here's my thought. Uh, And by the way. Probably a bad time to say it, but if you haven't, if you DVR didn't haven't watched it yet, because it is on tonight. The show drops on Sunday night, and it is on tonight. Right. If you didn't watch the premiere episode yet, spoiler alert. <laughs> so, yes.
1: Nicole's not on right,
0: and so Nicole, Blondie Nicole, yeah, she she made a comment about I hate her. Nicole. I don't know why the fans thought Paul was robbed when I, you know, won Big Brother. He wasn't robbed. Blah. blah. And so, but he was. Well, right, we felt he because was robbed. She sucked. We felt he was robbed because she we sucked. We felt, and it wasn't just that season. I, was that was? It was her was,
1: first season as well. No,
0: no, no. I, okay, but it was not the first season. We felt like the second place person was uh-huh. robbed. But right. was that the first season? When was Meatball? Was he the next season or the season before? He that? was the
1: season after.
0: Okay, so then or well, season
1: before.
0: Either or. This was yeah. one of the one of the first two seasons where we felt that the uh, the person who was actually the runner up uh, was failed by the jury because yeah, the jury season at was some Casey. point right. at some point which was a that was a good win. But it, good but one. at some point the jury was voting with their hearts, <coughs> and not me. voting honestly. Like, right. like Paul was a mega awesome player.
1: He really was, and everybody in the yet. jury, like
0: everybody in the jury, he sent there.
1: Right. And he didn't get the respect due to him.
0: Right. He sent most of the people in the jury to the jury, so they're in a jury conniving against him. Right. Instantly. Yeah. No, he, you're in the jury because he's a better player than everybody.
1: Exactly.
0: So here's my theory. Now that I've laid out okay. the groundwork, here's my thir- theory. Because we're upset that Paul isn't one of the all-stars. Came in second place twice, I believe. Right. Don't, don't you think, this, this occurred to me today, don't you think that maybe Paul is not on the All-Stars because maybe Paul feels the same way we feel about what happened to Paul and Paul doesn't want any part of that anymore? Maybe.
1: maybe I mean, maybe he was asked and maybe uh, he did turn it down. We don't know that to be a fact. However, I'm very upset Paul's not there. That doesn't diminish that fact. Whether he was asked or not, right, is relevant. Well, because he's
0: not there now. Of course, before this, before yesterday, there was rumors all over the internet, and also who's who was the cop? What was his name? That um, was the season that came in the end. That of. was D D D Derek. Derek. We heard he was approached and possibly on deck for it. So yeah, but you know, the honest thing is though, while we're reading the rumors, the actual people who are doing it. We're being quarantined and tested and, yeah. you know, so, but, um, and Derek was the season that I come in near the end and started watching yes, it with you because yeah. it was on the TV right.
1: and I'm not well, allowed to
0: watch anything here.
1: So <gasps> I started watching what?
0: that and I did get hooked. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I did get wow.
1: hooked. Why don't I put something through the TV so neither one of us can watch
0: no No. Not only did I buy it, but then I'd have it fixed. <laughs> so you're not going to put anything through that. You're not putting anything through the TV. Are you sure? Yeah, I'm positive. Okay. I'm, positive. I'm just checking. Nothing, I'm nothing just more than a <coughs> signal. That's all you can put through there is a signal. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, so <clears throat> tragic news out of uh, uh, Beirut this week.
1: Yes. The
0: explosion of the uh, of the fireworks factory. Yes. And there's a lot of there's a lot of speculation. Um, what's interesting is there's a lot of speculation coming from the government <coughs> in Beirut. They want to know who did it. Okay. Now there's a lot of there's a lot of theories going on. There's a whole oh my oh my goodness.
1: I'm glad you brought this subject up.
0: There's so many theories. And um, so, of course, the government thinks that somebody did it. And I think that that theory is because apparently it was burning first or something happened first because all your video starts with this place burning. You see fireworks going off at the base of it. And then an explosion and a mushroom cloud. I mean, people initially thought it might have been some sort of nuclear blast. Okay. But... Uh, What, so a fire just can't break out in a fireworks factory and cause that kind of havoc? I have no idea.
1: I don't know. However, I did read a story today um, in reference to the French president was walking down the streets um, along with protesters, okay, Mm -hmm. and he got mobbed. However, he also said that he, because of, of the fact that the Lebanon Lebanon government is so right. um, corrupt that he refuses to give monetary help to that country. He'll give food, he'll give water, he'll give anything else, but he won't, and he wants to make sure that if he were to give monetary help to the country, that it goes directly to the people because of the corruption being so widespread within the government. Okay, all right. So, um... You know, I, I don't. I I don't understand, um, like how I guess, I, don't, I guess I just don't understand. First of all, how the French president can say that and mean that he's going to. Um, Know how the money is used. Well, uh, becau- I mean because,
0: because it's probably uh, an educated guess on speculation of. I mean, world governments know what goes on in other governments and they have all the different reasons or ways of finding out. And I understand okay. that. Now, uh, you know, I, I think, I mean, isn't the ruling party or supposedly. And, you know, I don't want to speak out of turn. We don't usually talk about this kind of stuff. We do. We really don't. But I. Hezbollah is, is in charge over there, right? I don't. Because I
1: don't even begin to know.
0: Just the offshoot of yours with the French president saying that there are theories that because Hezbollah was messing with Israel last week, and then suddenly they have this disaster, and people, you know, it, 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 it's like the world is ending, you know. Yeah. You can come up with a date and you can make all kinds of theories and conjecture as to why the world's gonna end on May fifth or whatever. Right. So but people draw from that and they go, if you look at every time there's some sort of major issue in that country, it's always days or a week or two following right. them effing with Israel. Right. So they they attribute it to God going, knock it off. Right. You know what I mean?
1: Okay, so and that's all we're gonna talk about right. as far as politics. <laughs> it wasn't the political aspect that we wanted to to discuss here. Right. All we wanted to discuss was the horrif horrific event that happened in Beirut. Um and so, how horrible it actually so far I think um, there's over a hundred uh, dead so far, well, and over <clears throat> three thousand um, injured.
0: Well, here's uh, here's a little bit of uh, the the news portion of it from Reuters, uh, or is it Writers? I don't know. It's I call it Reuters. If, if that's not right, deal with it.
1: Right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the chemicals that went up in flames in Beirut's deadliest peacetime explosion arrived in the Lebanese capital seven years ago on a leaky (coughs) Russian-leased cargo ship that, according to its captain, should never have stopped there. Um, According to Boris uh, Prakashev, they were being greedy. He was the captain of the Rosas in 2013 when he says the owner told him to make an unscheduled stop in Lebanon to pick up extra cargo. Uh, He said that the ship was carrying 2,750 tons of highly combustible chemical from Georgia, not our state Georgia, the country of Yeah. To Mozambique when the order came to divert to Beirut on its way through the Mediterranean. Um so the ship was never to leave Beirut having tried and failed to safely load the additional cargo <clears throat> before becoming embroiled in a lengthy legal dispute over port fees. So th- what this n- what this news story is saying is, you know, the cause of the explosion pulled in there seven years ago Wow. and they want to hang over legal fees and legal fees and whatever happened i don't know if they're gonna find out somebody bombed it i don't know i don't know like the closest thing i saw is somebody trying to point out oh what's that heading right for the fire right before the explosion dude it's a bird <laughs> <laughs> you took the video it's a flipping bird right yeah the bird was on a kamikaze mission man <laughs> <laughs> that dang bird so, um, but, you know, absolutely, uh, prayers and thoughts to everybody involved. What a tragedy. We have seen probably 30 different angles yeah. of the video. and um, I
1: even mm-hmm. saw the angle where um, a photographer was taking pictures of a bride. As, like, you could see he's video he's taking video right and she's doing all her fancy you know she looks so beautiful in her white dress and all that and then the next thing you know you hear this you hear this loud explosion and the bride wasn't there anymore
0: oh man
1: no 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 she's she she's okay she's okay it's just the explosion was so significant that it just blew her right off her feet.
0: Wow! Yeah. So her so, fiance swept her, her off her feet, and then the explosion her husband, swept her off right. the, her husband. Yes.
1: Um, but you can see her later in the clip, her walking with her husband. So she was fine. Okay. But it's just, you saw the moment that it happened in the video, and it was just, wow. Horrific. Yeah. Yeah
0: absolutely yeah so uh, yeah just the different angles and just uh, and of course because the first one or two videos that I showed you I was like here let me show you the sound the so- the sonic boom phenomena right of how sound travels and I was showing you how the explosion yeah. happened and then a couple seconds later it was the boom depending on how far away from the blast yeah. you were right um, but uh, you know um, it looks like it's 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 like a crater now Honestly. Yeah. Um, you know, like I guess any blast like that. I mean, the mushroom cloud dissipated right away. It was almost like it was vaporous. Yeah. I mean, I saw another video that really that showed you a good angle of the, of the mushroom cloud. And I mean, it, it, as the mushroom cloud came out.
1: Right.
0: It faded away right away. Almost like it was vapor. So yeah. obviously, you know, that tells you right there it wasn't anything nuclear because the right. cloud would have hung. There were other clouds, but exactly. people were talking about, oh, did you see it was red and then it was black and went back to red. This is um, God yeah. speaking, this is Come the more. devil speaking, this is the yeah, nobody, it's, no, it's, it's the alcohol uh, Yeah. talking. Yeah. Speaking. Whatever. Stop drinking. <laughs> right.
1: <laughs> right. But, yes, our hearts and uh, prayers do go out to anyone, um, you know, affected by this horrific tragedy. Right. So,
0: And, you know, we'll, I don't don't know if we'll find that more or if it really was this. Just that, an accident. Yeah, an accident. And now that I'm reading the story from Reuters to everybody, you know, on the show, I think to myself, why... Would you have 2,800 tons of highly combustible material sitting in a port for seven years while you haggle over port fees? Right. And so this story is saying this was how an unscheduled port visit led to this disaster. Right. Seven years in the making. Anyway. So coming up later on on the program, we have a sort of local Honor Thy Heroes recipient coming up later on. uh, Another Wombat of the Week. One last thing, if there's time. Um, And uh, I I actually had to shift gears on that because the one last thing I had planned just fell through before the show came on. So Um, anyway, so that, uh, the lovely Sharon and I will come back after this quick break while we fill up our cups with more Of the Joel Mihalik Show, featuring the lovely Sharon. Don't touch that dial. This is New York's Super Oldie Station, 920 WON. The Apple, Brooklyn, New York. So I use my computer every day. I'm not even sure how i get along without it. But I wasn't prepared for a virus. A Trojan, they called it. One night I'm cruising along, and the next night I can't do anything. I was afraid it was going to cost me a fortune boy was i surprised they had me back up and running the same day i called them i really like pc tech rescue and you know what my wallet likes them too are you troubled by computer problems pc tech rescue should be your very next call whether the problem is viruses hardware software or any other issue they can diagnose your problem and have you back up and running fast With more than 25 years of industry experience, you can be sure you are getting dependable and affordable service. Call today, 484-429-6061 or email us at pctechrescue at gmail.com. Welcome back folks to the Joel Mahalik Show featuring the lovely Sharon and thanks for hanging out I'm Joel Mahalik as I said and there is the lovely Sharon over there I'm over here and there is the alarm system Molly, the internet's most famous schnauzer down at our feet Yes You want to say hi Molly? Hi Molly (laughs) Oh
1: you weren't talking to me
0: (laughs) We can't get her to bark on command but yeah. Let the wind blow in the wrong direction outside. Or someone
1: for a mile away. Yeah.
0: You know, it's yep. a. it's amazing how irritated she gets when people pass by outside. Like it's not like they're coming up to the window and punching the window.
1: <laughs> I, know. I know, right?
0: But I mean that's and that's why huh? we call her the alarm system. Um Okay, so wow, we had a hurricane this week. Yes um, with several several tornadoes tornadoes touching down. We have one touchdown 2 miles from home base here. Yes. Uh, which is scary. Yes. Um I got to tell you I have I have never hated weather as much as since I've grown up. You know, when you're a kid, oh, it's snow, and we got a snow day, we can go out and play all day. <laughs> yeah, right. You know. Uh, Until you grow
1: up and you have to drive. Right.
0: It. you got a hurricane, and you're like, man, this is great, and so you're living in a mobile home. <laughs> right. You know, like, I despise weather anymore. Yeah. You know, and we talked about this a couple weeks ago, you and I in a car. When we were kids, how did we deal with the fact that we didn't have air conditioners in our houses? We weren't rich enough to have air conditioners. Right. And now... We step outside on a 90-degree day and cry. We cry on the porch outside the front door.
1: You know, it
0: gets so hot
1: out there, our eyes sweat. Yeah. And if you've never experienced your eyes sweating, move to Bear, Delaware, every single one of you, and wait for a nice, hot day.
0: It's crazy, right?
1: Yeah, it is.
0: So yeah, so um, scary stuff. Uh, hurricanes. I remember a couple years ago. Uh, I don't remember. I don't remember which one. It, which hurricane it was. You remember the one that came through was like. And
1: uh, <laughs> I know which one you're gonna talk about.
0: No, not the one that took the tree down.
1: No, uh, th- when we were in. We King were May. here. Oh
0: okay. no, we were here. Okay. And I just remember being so nervous because of the sound of the wind and the way it shook the house. Yeah. You know, I was... It was scary. I was terrified. Yeah. Do not like this weather as an adult. Right. And, of course, Molly doesn't like this weather at all. Period. Right. Like, you know, just this morning we were leaving the house and there were some thunderstorms. I mean, I tried to take her out this morning and she heard thunder in the distance. And that was it. Yeah, she wouldn't go. Can you imagine if that thing in Beirut happened here? Mm. She'd have a stroke. And a heart attack and a coronary. Right, Molly? A coronary could be a heart attack. It could be. I'm just throwing things out there that that, that could happen to her. All in succession. Okay. She's afraid of... It's amazing that she's afraid of noise. Like, if she's outside and hears construction equipment in the distance, she's out. She freaks out. She checks
1: out. And... Um, also, if we light up a foreign appliance that has any kind of a beeping noise, she's um, never heard, Yeah, we got a, you might have thought that we were trying
0: to kill her. We had gotten a new dryer that came with a buzzer. Never yeah. had a buzzer before. Right. And that, so she got used to the buzzer. Then right. we got an Instapot, which beeps. And then she had to get used to the beeping. And then we got an air fryer which beeps. Oh, my word. And she
1: still is not used to that air fryer. Still, to this day, is not used to the air fryer. She just does not like beeping noises. She'll get
0: there. Or else. She's nine. (laughs) Like,
1: how much longer do we have to wait?
0: Right. That's okay, Molly. All right, so yeah, so so severe weather, and uh, boy, was there some damage from that. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it, if it did, if damage didn't happen to
1: you, look across your street because I'm quite sure it happened to your neighbors. Yeah, that's how bad it
0: was. And it was fast too. That's another thing yeah. that I forgot to mention. It was so fast moving I didn't mm-hmm. think I didn't think they'd expect it because if you looked at all the forecast models they were like it's gonna be around till three four five in the afternoon right it was out of here by lunchtime I mean this thing was zooming up the coast
1: yeah which exactly. would,
0: you know um, but anyway <coughs> so check this out two people are facing charges after a vessel from the United States was intercepted on Lake st. Clair near the Canadian shoreline by the Royal Canadian Mounted Police okay uh, this past Monday. An inspection of the vessel that was undertaken by the RCMP and Canadian Border Services, basically their Border Patrol, um, under the Customs Act, revealed it was carrying a significant amount of U.S. currency and suspected cannabis products. What? Yes. Charged are 36-year-old Jason Smith and 66-year-old Robbie Smith, both from Detroit. They both face charges of importation of cannabis, contrary to the Cannabis Act, four counts of proceeds of crime, offenses, and failing to report currency contrary to the proceeds of crime money laundering act. What? Uh, here's the thing. They have such weird laws. Well, here's <laughs> well, here's the most significant part about them trying to get into Canada, smuggle the cash and the, and the marijuana into Canada. Okay. Marijuana is legal in Canada. Okay,
1: so wait. Then how come they got in trouble for it?
0: Well, they got in trouble for it because it was... The investigation led the show, and apparently it shows you're coming you're coming by boat with all this weed and money. Then you're violating transportation, you know, interstate, intercountry transportation, you know, okay. laws, border right. laws, money laundering laws, you know. So okay. you're violating the laws. Like, you know, I, I guess... Um, it says there's yeah, a significant cash seizure highlights the, f- the phenomenal work relationship, et relationship, cetera, etc, cetera, etc cetera, etc, etc, etc I think, like, the major thing here is they could have just driven across Canada, across the border, maybe, I mean, I don't know, maybe they didn't think that, they didn't think it through, well, obviously. Well, I
1: guess they figured that they would get caught driving it across the borders but they wouldn't Ma- uh, get yeah, caught Yeah, maybe they, they didn't
0: suspect that somebody would catch them on a boat
1: yeah, that they would they wouldn't get caught on a boat.
0: Yeah. Think about it, in the remake of Day of the Jackal
1: Okay which
0: was the Bruce Willis film called The Jackal. Okay. You remember he crossed from the from Canada to the US on a boat to avoid customs because he was carrying he was hiding weapons on his boat. Oh, okay. So, maybe these two... You're
1: saying remember as if I've seen seen it. it.
0: You've seen it. So, uh, if I say you saw it, you saw it.
1: (laughs) Okay. And I believe (laughs) you. So, these
0: two Yo-Hos must have seen that and been like, oh, we'll just do that then.
1: Yeah, because it worked so well the first time.
0: Well, it didn't work. Right. So, anyway. um, So, there you have it. But, um... What else? I thought there was more to that story and it and actually I it flopped. No, it left. flopped. It's like it was there should have been more to it. Actually. You know what it was? It's like a bait and switch. Yeah. And you gotta be careful with the bait and switch. You read the headline, you go, What? And then you go into the story and you're like, What? <laughs> That's right? that is the exact reaction of a bait and switch. Okay. And um and I'm gonna do an impression for you. I'm gonna do an impression for you. This impression is me beating a dead horse. Wow! Because I was coming home, and why are people speeding? Where are you going on back roads 100 miles an hour? Um, they were going from point A to point B. The dead horse being that we're always we end up always talking about idiot drivers.
1: Well, yeah, that's true.
0: You know, we have we have Wombat good. of the Week, we have Honor of the Heroes. We might need to develop another segment called that has something to do with bad drivers. That damn driver. Right, uh-huh. or something. Yeah,
1: that's a good one.
0: Yeah, we'll consider that. It may and we may have to because every not not here or there. Every day of the week we expect idiot drivers. Yes. Several times a day. Yes we could do an entire podcast on it if we wanted to. Yes but I, I I mean a regularly scheduled weekly show which I don't want to do right you know like things like bad drivers of <laughs> Middletown the Facebook page you know very successful stuff there And so um, So last week I think we talked about the students in at the day camp the overnight day camp. Huh? Where they went to kids and staff members at an overnight day camp in Georgia. We talked about this. Yes. Okay. And uh, several of them tested positive for COVID. Yes. Yes. So apparently, um, well, now um, in Mississippi, over 100 Mississippi students are forced to quarantine after returning to return into school. At least eight people have tested positive for coronavirus. I'm concerned about this, lovely Sharon and everyone out there, because our uh, our daughter. Um, is going to send our granddaughter to the two-day-a-week thing at school. To the two days at school. It's like the hybrid thing they're okay. doing. okay. All right. And uh, so the problem I have is I look at the news stories coming out in the last week or so where the students getting together in schools is not working out. Right. At all.
1: But I wonder how... Strict, the teachers um, and principal and vice principal and whatnot are being with the students about keeping a safe distance and keeping a mask on your entire face, not just right. your
0: chin. Uh, well, this is what it says here. Uh, a little bit from the story. The Mississippi Department of Education gave the public schools three options on how to resume classes this fall. And this sounds a little bit like Delaware. Using either a traditional schedule, a hybrid schedule, or a virtual schedule. Uh, Corinth School District gave parents the option of having their children either take classes remotely or follow the traditional model in which classes function in person while adhering to guidelines set by the state's health department and the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. Right. Under these guidelines, teachers and students are required to wear masks in common areas, including classrooms, and to undergo daily temperature screenings. Lunch is also being served in classrooms instead of school cafeterias, and students who ride the school buses have assigned seating according to the district. So that's that's the guidelines and that's how they were doing with it. But this is just, I mean across the country. Districts are trying to figure out what are we going to do because school's coming, right? And if, you know, and so there's so many different arguments. If you don't have school now, the parents are under stress because they have to work. But if they can't work because their kids are home, right? What do you do about that? That doesn't help. No. You know, there's there's plenty of uh, news and opinion pieces out there being written about how families are are starting to collapse. You know. Yeah. Uh, because of this right. whole COVID thing and. You know, whether jobs are affected or, you know, uh, the kids not going to school, that's affecting the family and how they can work. I don't know.
1: But reading stories
0: like this makes me concerned about our granddaughter, even two days a week. Like, what safeguards, after reading all these stories, what safeguards will her school district have in place? So we can feel better about it because you and I are higher risk. So the minute she does this two-day-a-week thing, it becomes a higher risk for us to get together with them because if she's asymptomatic carrying it for us, et cetera, et cetera, and the whole cycle could start over again. Yes. I don't know what the answer is. I don't either. I You know, I just, I'm seeing this. This is the second or third. This is the second school story I've read (laughs) this week. And the third instance where you've put people together thinking it was okay, you follow these guidelines and nothing will happen. Like that in the first one was that day, the overnight day camp. Right. You followed the guidelines, or maybe you didn't. We'll never really know, right? We're only reading the news story. True. Someone can stand go up to a reporter and say, what we, we did this, we did this, we did this, and it still didn't work. But or Joe Schmo's really not or not. So, but. I agree. I, you know, I do concur. I wonder. I I would wonder what the parents are thinking, and if I can, if I can think straight, I'll try to get it, get this put up online, and uh, for discussion. Because I don't even know what the parents would be thinking of. Why you ask me about the time? Now you're making me look at the time, and now I'm a clock watcher.
1: I was just curious.
0: (laughs) Um. So I'm gonna to try to put this up for discussion. Would love to get some comments on what other parents are thinking. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I just read a post on Facebook from my daughter the other day. She seems to be okay with it. Well. So.
1: I you know we're just gonna have to be okay with it and maintain extra uh, precautions when it comes to visiting with. Um, Tara.
0: And, by the way, uh, a second grader in Georgia tested positive for Corona after the first day of school. Wow. Well, by the way.
1: <laughs> I, don't so, know. I don't know. I, I, I don't even know if anybody has an answer, you know?
0: Well, um... I don't either. I mean, I know there's doctors that say open it up. There's doctors that say shut it down completely, like the whole country. Uh, you know, teachers are starting to write their own obituaries because they're afraid they're going to die on the job this year. You know, it, they're writing out their wills. I mean, there's some that's, real extreme that's stuff a little going on. Extreme. So we'll have to see. I'm gonna I'm gonna try to remember to schedule a discussion so because you know that way it goes up at some point and yeah. maybe we get some feedback. From, okay, other, yeah. from other people about this. Yeah. So
1: I'd be uh, interested. Would you?
0: Would you go there and read that? I would. You would? Yeah. Okay. So did you happen to see, since you would read the Facebook page, did you happen to see the post today I put up about the lady down at Assateague on the beach who I guess she didn't want the pony next to her and sort of hit the pony with the shovel and the sh- and the pony <clears throat> kicked her? Really? Yep. I posted that story today on Facebook and I said, Listen, Acetig is near and dear to my heart. Don't go effing with those ponies. <laughs> no, no, no. Leave no. the ponies alone. Right. That is their beach, not yours.
1: Yep.
0: I'm just saying.
1: Don't go ponying up. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, the pony ponied up.
1: Right.
0: All right, so anyway, uh, still to come on the show, Honor Thy Heroes, we got a, a, a semi-local one, um, which will... As far as I can tell, it will be the first one coming from a local Yokel newspaper, which for the last couple months I've been begging people to send. And I actually stumbled upon it myself. Uh, So that's coming up. Also, another Wombat of the Week. Uh, Another week cannot go by without a Wombat. And if time permits, one last thing that's all coming up after the break. But right now, you have to break away. And that means that you have to say goodbye, Sharon. Goodbye, Sharon. (laughs) It's become a trend. All right, folks, uh, I'm out of here, but only for a couple seconds, and be back with the final stretch after this. This message is for all of you
1: sitting in the passenger seat, and apologies if it gets a little uncomfortable, but how does it feel to be at the mercy of someone who thinks a random text is more important than your life? Someone who takes their eyes off the road while speeding along in a three-ton hunk of steel. Freaky, right?
0: Welcome back to the show, everybody. It is the Joel Mahalak Show featuring the lovely Sharon. And welcome to the third stretch of the show. Uh, The final leap, the third stretch, part three, whatever you want to call it. That's what it is. And I'm glad that you're here. So, uh, several things going on for this segment of the show, as always. uh, Wombat of the Week, Honor Thy Heroes, if time permits, one last thing. And uh, if you're new to the show, and you might be, because as I said earlier, we had a couple subscribers hit today, which is cool. Please, if you like the show, tell your friends about it. If you don't like something about the show, feel free to send us a message and tell us about it. Um, That's the way we are around here. So um, if you're new to the show, as I was saying, uh, I'll explain these segments because some of them involve you, and I'll explain them as we go along. Here in the third segment. Uh, so typically we start with Wombat of the Week, which is exactly what I'm going to do. Uh, so if you're new to the show, you can get involved in Wombat of the Week, and this is do that. First of all, it's our segment of crowning a wombat, which is stupid people doing stupid things and it winding up in the news. In other words, if you wanted to, you could send us a news story. It has to be a verifiable news story of a, uh, a, and a reliable news source, um, not a parody site, um, of stupid people doing stupid things. You can send it to us either at joelmaholicradio at gmail.com or across the social media. Like You can go to Facebook at JM Talk and send us a message there. And and send us that story because we'll put it on the air. We celebrate these idiots, right? And that's how you get involved, and that's what it is. And so this week we want to talk about a man from Houston who was charged with using COVID-19 relief funds to buy a Lamborghini. And this happened one week after a Florida man was charged for the same crime. So, uh, according to the U.S. Department of Justice, this past Tuesday said that Houston resident Lee Price III is in custody on allegations of using fraudulently obtained COVID-19 relief funding for personal purchases. Prosecutors said that Price netted more than $1.6 million via two fraudulent loan applications. Department of Justice said one application listed a CEO who, in reality, had died a month before the application was submitted. Price used the money to buy a Lamborghini uh, Urus SUV and a, and a 2020 Ford F-350 pickup, a Rolex watch, real estate, and for visits to Houston nightclubs and strip clubs. Wow. Um. As the pandemic continues to rage across states like Texas, um, this is what this Houston man does. $1.6 million. Uh, according to records, he submitted the fraudulent PPP applications on behalf of two businesses. The complaint said Price Enterprises, Holdings, and, and 713 Construction. The applications claim that both companies had significant payroll expenses and numerous employees. However, prosecutors said neither Price Enterprise Holdings nor 713 Construction, pay wages or have employees that match up with what the claim had, uh, what the applications had said. This is really bothersome because, think about this, The, uh, the PPP loans, and I'm a small business owner, and I was told by several people that as a sole proprietor LLC, I should have applied for a PPP loan, which I did not. I, When I was told that I could, I chose not to because I'm a sole proprietor. Um, I would think it would be fair to say that uh, I didn't take much of a hit during the pandemic. Still haven't. I think, I think I'm still pretty steady. Um, I was looking over to the peanut gallery. Who's giving me no motion? I think I was pretty steady. Took on two extra customers, so I wouldn't have, I wouldn't wouldn't have seen a reason to do it. So, and maybe that maybe my fault is that I have a, a good conscience. I don't know. But here's a guy. Here's a guy who puts in two fake applications, claiming to have employees with two companies, no employees. So he can reap out 1.6 million dollars in relief that could have, could, could have. What am I drunk? Could have and should have gone to businesses that legitimately needed the help. I mean, this guy is the lowest of the low. Um, he's being charged with wire fraud, bank fraud, making false statements to a financial institu- institution and engaging in unlawful monetary transactions. Now, if you're asking why, uh, false statements to a financial institution, the way the PPP works is why to, uh, one of the approved banks, they give you the loan as long as you meet the qualifications and the government was, is paying the loans back. So it's not like the government was giving you money. They were... Uh, if you approve it alone loan, that was guaranteed that the government would uh, give the bank the money that they were giving you. So he defrauded, he defrauded the American people. He defrauded the American businessman and businesswoman. Hard at work. $1.6 million could have gone to, $1.6 million could have gone to a lot of businesses my size or a tad larger. I'm a sole proprietor, but what if it was a, two or three employee type of small business that folded because uh, the money ran out before their application got approved. And yet he's driving around in a Lamborghini. I would go so far as to say you, sir, are a piece of shit. And now i got to mark the show as explicit, thanks to that. But that's how much he made me angry. Uh, so Lee Price third. You are the Wombat of the Week, Mahalik Show featuring the lovely Sharon, and I hope you get everything you're getting coming to you for doing that. Such a hyena's crime, <laughs> to use a movie quote. Okay. So that is the Wombat of the week, and now we're going to move into Honor Thy Heroes. Very popular segment. Same way, you can send me hero stories. Exceptional people doing exceptional things. Extraordinary people doing extraordinary things. Everyday people doing extraordinary things. And these are the stories we can never, ever get enough of. I was lucky enough to stumble upon one this week. Out of our old local newspaper from Cape May County, New Jersey. <clears throat> so it was actually a letter to the editor that I, I ripped out. I, I, I made a comment. I did let the paper know that it would be featured on the podcast in a comment. And then I I uh, printed it out and brought it here. But you can Joel Radio at gmail.com. You can send us your stories of everyday people doing extraordinary things to that address, or again, go to Facebook at JM Talk and send us a message. Just drop us the link. You, as you can see, from 10 minutes of perusing the online version of that newspaper, I was able to find somebody that is well-deserving of the title for Honor Thy Heroes. Now, there's very limited information with this because the the parent of the child who was our hero this week, wrote this letter to the editor. So obviously there's no last names. There's no where did she work, you know. So just so you know, usually I do have more information, but um, I did not reach out to the family. I did not press. I think this is plenty. It comes out of Cape May County, New Jersey. And I'm going to read you the letter to the editor. I think that, that would be the most appropriate way. To the editor, Hannah was on her lunch break at work July 20th, When a woman started banging on the break room door, screaming that her friend was overdosing and needed Narcan. And again, I don't know where Hannah works. Hannah jumped up to see what was going on and saw the woman was struggling, so Hannah went to the front of the store, alerted the manager of what was going on, and to call 911. When Hannah got back to the woman, she was on not breathing. Hannah told her supervisor that she knew CPR, and they told her to go ahead and do what she could. Hannah steered chest compressions and did so for six minutes until the first responders arrived and took over. Hannah then asked a co-worker to clear the aisle so the emergency medical technicians could get through and proceeded to the front entrance and waited for them so she could show them where to find the woman. The first responder told Hannah that had she not been there, this woman would not have survived. Hannah is my daughter and she is a very kind-hearted, loving, and giving young lady. Hannah has struggled with some self-esteem issues and has, at times, been on the receiving end of a bully. Her management team recognized Hannah's heroic action, but with all the negativity going on in our nation these days, I thought this was a positive thing for people to hear about. Absolutely it is. Absolutely. This is the kind of stuff that we need to hear more about because we are only being catered bad news and and bad things being shoved down our throat all the time. <clears throat> so this story this this is what honor thy heroes is all about. Finding these things in local newspapers. That is what this segment is really about. And I know back way back when we started it it was all about first responders and I still love first responders and they will always be heroes to us. And they still sometimes make the make the grade to be featured, you know, in this week or that week. That hasn't changed. We just decided to reach out and find all the heroes that we can. But Hannah is Hannah would be the poster child for this segment, I think. You know, um, and we we think. She is amazing, what an amazing person, 16 years old, to take on the responsibility she did to save a woman's life, and if that's not a hero, then there are no such things as heroes, and because of these efforts, Hannah, you are the recipient of Honor Thy Heroes. You're our hero this week on the show, and well-deserved and uh this woman is i'm sure and her friend very thankful and you know your neighbors and your friends people that know you should feel better about life knowing that you're there and so uh very good job on your part uh we thank you for being a hero we thank you for her we usually thank you for your service to the community and that's i think still appropriate Uh, because you did do a service for somebody in your community. So you are the hero of the week. So um, folks, get those stories in. Just send them in to us. You know, if you have one of those once-a-week newspapers, they're the best place to find these things. So if you stumble upon something, send us the link. Send it, Radio at gmail.com. We would love to feature all the extraordinary people. And we do this every week. So, okay, that brings me to a little bit of time left and one last thing. And one last thing, if you're new to the show, is just before we get out of here, just something on my plate I want to talk about. And today, I want to talk about uh, something out of TechCrunch. Now, I'm a big tech guy because that's what I do for a living, right? And I'm a very cautious tech guy. And everybody who knows me knows that. Well, as you know, we have started, which I think is wrong, autonomous vehicles. Self-driving vehicles. And, you know, I used to be way over on one side of the fence, but I'm a little closer to the fence with this because... I realize the more that we talk about on this show, the poor drivers out there on the road, I have no choice then to say to myself, well, I guess it's a good thing for self-driving cars since we can't count on humans to drive the way they're supposed to. So I'm starting to get it. And if you know me, or if you've heard me talk about autonomous driving on this show before, you know that I have inched closer to the fence line. So I'm becoming okay with it. But my initial concern was, if, if you have a millennial, or at this point of the game, anybody, because apparently nobody from any age group at all knows how to drive. So if you have somebody that doesn't know how to drive, or doesn't drive properly, or whatever, and they get, they get into an autonomous self-driving car, they put in the coordinates, I want to go here, and it starts driving. If something happens to this vehicle, and all of a sudden it's not autonomous anymore, will the person know what to do to take manual control? and drive the car. This is even more important when we get to the point, and apparently we're, not only are we getting to this point, but we are running for the end zone, where we're going to be, we're going to have drivers who never went to a driver education class getting into these autonomous cars. And my concern was always, well, they know know how to drive. Well, according to an article on TechCrunch, um, and this is my new worry more so than the other, is the security they've already proven several times and here's another story about a security. so let's talk about security this should and probably will since we're going to open up a whole new sector of jobs and security because more so than your computer or your bank account or anything Security professionals go into this auto industry on autonomous driving are going to have to be a game. Like Windows once a month, Microsoft once a month, puts out updates for security holes and patches and things like that in Windows. We're talking about you're going to be patching all day every day as soon as a flaw is found or or something is exploited. You have to. You have to. The lives of people... So, like, I'm okay with the fact that, okay, you know what? You're a shitty driver. You might as well have an autonomous car, okay? I get that now. But now are the people on the other end who have remote control to make sure everything's all right, are they going to be fast enough to keep the malicious people out? Because people with malicious intent, it is still a multi-billion dollar a year business, and so, like anything else driven by computers and electronics, the autonomous driving segment of the industrial world is going to be riddled with issues. And I think and at the point where we end up going full bore into this, we need to have a really good understanding and a really good security team watching out for us in these autonomous cars. We still have to make sure that people get some sort of training so if something does fail, if somebody does take over, you should be able to get manual control because there's nothing like the old-fashioned manual. You know what I mean? There should be a way for you to take control, flip off the autonomous, and take manual control. So I think there is going. this is a two-fold thing that I'm thinking of. You need to make sure people get get into an autonomous car, know how to drive a car. And the second thing is, is you have to have a top-notch security team working on this all day, every day. It's going to be one of the most important steps in this generation. And that is of utmost importance when it comes to these autonomous cars. And that is one last thing. I want to thank everybody for listening to the podcast. Remember, we reside on the web at www.jmtalk.net. So stop by, subscribe to the podcast. New episodes drop on Sunday afternoons, so you'll never miss an episode. Also, visit us at TikTok and Facebook at JM Talk. Instagram and Twitter is JM Talk Radio. So I want to thank everybody for listening. The lovely Sharon and I want you to be good to one another. Hold a door for somebody. Smile and wave at somebody. And we'll be back next time with you right here. Goodbye, everybody.